For those of you that are familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, you might know that he talks about wishing he had started to make video and audio content of his journey from the beginning when he was working in a wine store that his father had uh, started, owned, operated, and just the whole process of going from not knowing how to be a great marketer to being a great marketer. Um, and one of the things that I want to say to you is that I uh, have a podcast for authors to help them improve their marketing mindset. I've gotten in the trap of thinking that that means that I have to be good at marketing. The value of this podcast is that you get to see somebody try things, fail things, try things, succeed. So for me this year, the big win, I started this podcast about this week, one year ago. We're looking at year one. When you listen to this, I will have been making episodes for just a little over a year. I did my big release of five episodes on January 4th of 2022. I'd been recording for a little while at that point, getting my ducks in a row, figuring things out. And I think that overall, it's been a really successful year for me. I've had the opportunity to get a book ready and move it toward publication. I've had the opportunity to grow an audience from just, oh, about 30 listeners who are all related to me or friends of mine to a lot of people that I've met on Twitter and other places. Um, and we're in the top 3% of all podcasts right now because you have told your friends about this podcast and it's been relevant to you and you've found encouragement in it. And a lot of you have mentioned to me on the side that you've noticed that lately I sound defeated. And that's because I got stuck in the trap of trying to equate performance with tenacity. I am tenacious. I have not performed what I know that I will perform in terms of finding my reader, selling my books, and helping people to do the same thing. So this is a work in progress. And I want to thank you for being here with me through all of it. I hope that you found value in simply saying, here's somebody else who's doing what I'm doing and, and giving a report card every week and talking with experts because we're doing that too. We're talking with people who have been very successful. And so I want to thank you for 2022. What an amazing year. And I want to invite you to continue to enjoy this show, to benefit from this show, to share how I can make it more relevant to you, to make 2023 even better. And so the last thing I want to say before we jump into the content for this week is after a lot of thought, I've decided that I'm going to shut down my Kickstarter project for the seven-figure marketing mindset for novelists. The mindset is right. The book is great. I'm giving up a ton of book sales to do this. However, I set a goal that was unreasonably high, and I didn't meet it. And I have decided that I can do more good for the world by not trying to continue selling copies through Kickstarter at this time. I believe that there's a great way to do it. I have not figured it out yet, so I'm going to figure out the recipe to make it happen. And I'm going to report back to you when I have some new ideas. But right now I'm kind of out of ideas and uh, I'm hustling and not getting results. And that tells me it's time to look elsewhere. Okay, inside of my book, The Seven Figure Marketing Mindset for Novelists, I talk a lot about speed of adapting. I got stuck banging my head against, against this particular wall for too long because I was embarrassed. That's the truth. I was embarrassed that I couldn't operate a Kickstarter the way that I had thought 
I would be able to. And so, yeah, anyways, I've said that. I've gotten it out. It's out there in the public. Well, now that you're listening, it's public. Right now that I'm saying it, it's still not public. I could change my mind and do a different intro. I'm not going to. This week, I am going to give you all of chapter one for free. The seven-figure marketing mindset for novelists. As soon as we play the music, we're going to roll into chapter one. I'm going to read all the way through it. You can listen to the end. And at the end, instead of the normal music that says, see you later, goodbye, I'm going to invite you again to buy it on Amazon. The only links in my episode this week are episodes for Amazon. So here's the deal. If you opted in to the Kickstarter and you're listening right now and you want a copy of the book, you want a signed copy of the book, you want an audiobook of the book, and those options aren't available because I don't have the audiobook completely finished right now, let me know via email, jodyjsperling at gmail.com. You get the rigmarole. You get the routine. Let me know that you want a signed copy or that you want the audiobook. Either of those things, I will arrange with you one-on-one. I will get you a copy of those at a really great price, and I will ship it to you. Well, email an audiobook. You can't ship. Well, you could. Anyways, you know what I'm saying. Without further ado, here is chapter one of the seven-figure marketing mindset for novelists. Hey, I'm the reluctant book marketer, and I've got just one question for you. Do you see your novel as a million-dollar asset? Because if you don't, and you want to, you're in the right place. This is the only show for novelists who want to shift their mindset away from fear and toward abundance. Because you can sell more books than you ever dreamed when you believe in what you're doing. The Elephant in the Room. This book will start where every book has ever started with zero copies sold. But for you to have read these lines, some version of marketing must have occurred. Perhaps I personally asked you to buy the book. Or maybe by hard work and good fortune, a friend recommended the book to you, giving me the most precious of all sales, one by word of mouth. Given the book's absurd title, you might be tempted to envision the emperor's new clothes. Who is this author who claims to have a seven-figure mindset to teach me but hasn't sold seven figures worth of books? It's a fair question, one we'll return to from other angles. And for now, let's acknowledge I'm not claiming to know how to sell a million books or touch a million lives. Look to Stephen King and Daniel Steele for that. What I'm promising, and what you can learn from me because I've already done it, is to embrace an insatiable mindset that keeps you moving toward your outrageous goals with persistence, tenacity, and resilient flexibility. Pulling from my work as a real estate investor, I know how to act in the face of fear. I know how to overcome my own mind's objections when doubt creeps in. When you are tempted to retreat in fear, I can teach you a mindset that primes you to advance and with empowerment. When I was $100,000 in debt and everyone thought me a fool for getting into rental properties, I learned how to cultivate a mindset of abundance so strong naysayers could not deter me. And I can teach you to do the same. 
Judge the book based on what it delivers. If you don't walk away enriched and brimming with confidence that you can achieve the goals you always dreamed of, if you don't finish this book with concrete tools for how to daily strengthen your mind against fear, uncertainty, and doubt, I want you to call me out publicly. I invite you to rate this book so poorly, no sane reader would ever touch it again. But if you do feel enriched, the same applies. Shout it from the mountaintops, because if you win the game of mindset, you will achieve all your goals and more. When you find the book delivers, just as I said it would, do me a favor. Get it into a friend's hands. I'll thank you, and so will your friend. Hey, and also leave a rating and review on Amazon, because that is the single most helpful thing you can do for an indie author, or really any author at all. Before you start, understand objectivity. If you've been writing for longer than a week and have ventured into the writing community, you've heard somebody claim, good writing is subjective. There's truth in that statement, but it's also used as a way to hide behind insecurity and uncertainty. Enjoyment may be subjective. Quality isn't. Even if you're a rare person afflicted with geophagia, the compulsive desire to eat dirt, the quality of dirt matters. There's lead-filled dirt from urban housing lots, and there's Amazonian undisturbed earth. The first poisons you. The latter nourishes. Neither would qualify as a culinary delight. The reason it's critical to start together here is that everything we discuss, every bit of mindset shift you accomplish, will be wasted if the objective quality of your writing falls short. You can argue grammar is a tool of oppression to privilege the educated, and you can lament arcane rules created by stuffy old dead dudes that have no place in modern fiction. But you will find a book without sensible grammatical logic will undermine every effort to earn an audience. If you aren't committed to the use of proper grammar and style in your novel writing, no amount of mindset adjustments will empower you to win a million readers. It is in your best interest to return this book, or better yet, gift it to someone who will commit to following the rules of the language, since you will be unable to succeed without rules. Let me, though, debunk one possible misconception that arises often when I discuss grammar. You may write from the first-person perspective of an uneducated character, one who misspells words, uses unfamiliar sentence construction, and chooses unique methods of punctuating. As long as you create the rules of the character's writing and follow it as its own version of grammar, you'll have the same opportunity of success as those who follow textbook English. Consistency and service to the story are the two most important foundations to demand of your writing. If you are mindful of both, trust the process and you will write a great book. We can't delight every reader. That's a big part of this book's purpose. I want to help you embrace a targeted audience. The mindset of selectivity primes us to selling the most copies of our books. But before we seek our reader, we have to know our book is a watertight vessel. If there are holes in it because the sentencing leads to reader confusion, the spelling ejects the reader from the immersive story, or the punctuation causes the reader to reread lines, potential raving fans will quit before you've won their trust and loyalty. You'll work far too hard to allow your ideal reader an easy escape. No mindset in the world can help a writer whose book is littered with technical mistakes to fight her way onto the New York Times bestseller list. No level of determination can prep an author to read to a packed venue of fans if her writing technique earns her one-star reviews.
Before you read any further, ask yourself, is this book objectively ready for a reader? You know it is if, one, you are confident in your understanding of the grammatical tools you used, two, your trusted readers praise the story and pacing, three, you've spent time and energy in multiple edits, proofreads, revisions, and rewrites, and four, a third-party editor has okayed it for publication. Please know, we all need third-party editors. None of us are above the misuse of homophones, and no matter how good spell checkers have become, it takes a slip of the fingers and the becomes he, or off becomes of. From a technical aspect, the majority of writers have no clue how to outline and grope their way through many drafts to arrive at a coherent and pleasing story. If you need help with grammar, it's not a sign you're a bad writer. But if you choose to publish a book with uneven writing and poor style choices, you are harming yourself. For the sake of your own dreams, don't shortcut the process and stop claiming you can't afford to hire editors. Instead, realize you can't afford not to hire an editor. Good writing is objectively good, even if the genre fails to appeal to every reader. How to read this book. While some sections build upon others, I've written this book so you can pick and choose which heading you want to read. Each heading addresses an anecdote, a self-contained mindset reflection, or a challenge to act. There's no right way to read this book, but you will benefit most by moving slowly and rereading seemingly simple sections. My personal anecdotes are chosen with care to serve as a metaphor of a principle. I encourage you to reverse the instructive sections to relate them to stories in your own life. Doing so is how we provoke change in our mindset and progress in our goals. If you find benefit in this book, you'll enjoy my podcast, The Reluctant Book Marketer. Many of the section headings you read here have been explored from varying angles in episodes of my podcast, and most of the ideas have been refined and reworked into this book. You'll find the show anywhere pods are cast. About the author, this is my first published book. I consider myself a novelist first and foremost. I've worked in sales and marketing since 2012. I have been a one-on-one coach for authors who want to improve their habits, writing style, and mindset, and my podcast, The Reluctant Book Marketer, is in the top 3% of all podcasts. I've learned directly from Forbes 500 CEOs, USA Today, and New York Times bestselling authors, millionaire marketing experts, and trained mental health experts. By talking with folks just like you who have bared their souls about the challenges and unexpected turns of marketing, I've learned a great deal about the mindset that leads to success. I hold a Master of Fine Arts with a fiction focus from Eastern Washington University, and I contracted with a literary agent to represent my novel, The Nine Lives of Marva DeLonghi. My choice to pursue traditional publishing for my fiction has kept me from putting out the numerous novels I've written over the past 15 years, and it has afforded me the time to learn from traditional and self-published authors how to shape the mindset to market for seven-figure success and beyond. Not exactly a trigger warning. If you picked up this book hoping to hear from an ethical, teetotaling, motivational author, this is one thing I cannot deliver. You may want to consider reading someone else. My rap sheet is measured in pages. 
I'm a convicted arsonist, drunk driver with an MIP. I was arrested for driving without a license, for lying to police officers, for theft and public intoxication. Those are just the things I was caught doing. And the reason I want you to know my past is because I want you to understand that whoever you are today, that person is in your past. But the tendencies that created that person still threaten your future. I still battle my impulses, and I still choose poorly. If you continue reading, I hope you will be every bit as forgiving of yourself through this process of mindset adjustment as you are of me and my past. If you weary of a messy person, a work in progress, please know I do not begrudge you putting this book back in favor of something more suiting your needs. I'm interested in speaking to the ambitious, broken, often chaotic novelists who aren't ashamed to want seven-figure influence. Some people want to tell the, I'm reformed, you can trust me now narrative. I won't try that with you. I am reforming. It's an active process. I haven't stolen anything, for example, since the chocolate-covered graham cracker at the Salt Lake City Airport in 2015. I've been nicotine-free since 2020 but I still occasionally lose the battle to alcohol. I had a day last weekend where I drank too much, and some parts of that night are lost to the blackness. Truth is, I'm still a mystery to myself, and if you want somebody who's got it all figured out, I'm not your guide. But if you're okay learning from someone who stands after every fall, learns from every stumble, and loves to share from experience, let's change a million lives together with our books. And our okay, anyways, that was my um, attempt at an imitation of the closing music. Like I told you, it's just me again. And I wanted to ask you one more time, if you enjoyed what you just listened to, that is the first chapter of the seven-figure marketing mindset for novelists. I invite you to go on to Amazon right now, pick up an ebook for $7.99, pick up a print copy for $12.99. Again, if you want a signed copy, if that's what you had opted into with the Kickstarter, all you got to do is email me at jodyjsperling at gmail.com. I'll have the email in the show notes, but otherwise the only two links are for the ebook and the print book. Pick either one of them up. That'll be great. It'll be shipped to you on January 2nd when the book goes live. The audiobook's not quite finished. I think I should have it done and submitted to ACX in time, but in case I don't, I just want to know that you are interested in opting for the audiobook so I can get you your copy. What else? That's about it. Thank you so much again. A great 2022. I'm really excited to launch into 2023 for some really big things that are happening and to expand marketing mindset, technique, all the kinds of things that we can do together to help each other sell more books.